Hello and welcome to Michael and Vanka's Grand Podcast. In 2019, the year of Brexit, it's a podcast about Brexit and trying not to do Brexit and trying to make the world a better place and not just sitting around, but also sitting around and talking. That's also good. It's not always easy. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week, we're talking about dealing with cunts. I mean, <laughs> I'm bleeping it. I'm bleeping it. I'm bleeping it. I just thought it'd be funny. Well, it is funny, but we can't do that. Not for how the to starting. deal? No, no. How to deal with um, negative people? I'm going to say. Yes. I'm not. Yes. not I'm not. Not. <laughs> behavior. How to? How to deal? Like, look, we're we're trying to imagine a, a better world. We're trying to imagine what we can do to make things better. We're trying to like think how to improve things. But a lot of people aren't in that mindset and it can be very tough when you encounter them to have a meaningful exchange, meaningful communication with someone who hasn't thought about even attempting to make anything any different. What do we do when we come up against that? I, I once again will recommend the... Uh, Yuletide anti-fascist extravagance. Okay, well. <laughs> so don't listen to our podcast. podcast. Listen to this other podcast. Yeah, go and listen says. to you know. No, just don't all listen in... to this one. Listen <laughs> to this one first. No, one of the things you talked about is that uh, about being joyful uh, mm. with our difficult messages. Um, I think basically one thing that Michael and I agree on, and agree with Deborah Francis White and her gang, <laughs> is that we can't stay quiet anymore. Mm, yeah, and we can't not think about it. Can't, can't be held in the sands. You can't. You can't just expect someone else to deal with it. You can't. You've got you know Trump who's trying to get. Uh, basically a state-run media <laughs> it's mm. like it's like out of a out of a novel out of a stalinist inspired novel you know it's like come on trump you're supposed to be the land of the free so have a word with you remember so you know there's all this kind of weird shit going on where yeah so there's negative people but would you put would we even put trump in that because he's kind of got an agenda oh, no, i'm talking well, think... more about normal yeah like yes yes so i think one of the thing about speaking up is that you then have to deal with people who are being really negative and being really down on everything mm. and that takes quite it takes a lot of energy yes. and it's you know takes a lot of joy <laughs> <laughs> the example deborah mm. <laughs> used was like you know the videos of the starving children in yemen it's very hard to look at those for any of us oh no yeah. i'm not watching the video yeah give me i'll send you some money and it's like if we keep bombarding people with you know stories of dread it's not necessarily going to get us anywhere no. and arguing with people isn't either we're just going <laughs> to end up communicating only with people that already know agree and it's how do you get through but anyway so that's that's a long and short of it negative people yeah. just dealing with negativity i'm not going to say any person is entirely negative but Obviously, it seems that way sometimes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's the subject. You got any, uh, any other stuff to say this week? Wow. Any stories? Going? How's it going um, since... In that 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I've been for a little while. I made a phone call this morning to to company to come and tell us how to 
fuel our home with solar power. Mm-hmm. Made that inquiry. They mm-hmm. sent me some big long document. Croats aren't really into sales yet. <laughs> so <laughs> like, Hi, I'm phoning you about electrifying my house with solar. Yeah. Can I send you an email? I'd really rather you didn't. Uh, can I send? I'll send you an email with all the information in it. Great. <laughs> Thank you. You're not even going to give me like headlines. No, I'll send you a document. It explains everything. It's like the nice. world's longest email full of <laughs> electricity stats. Right. <laughs> like, Amazing. I was like, oh, and, on this. <laughs> and before we come and give you a quote, you've got to get all these documents because everything in this country runs on documents. Mm. What I want on the subject of getting people to help you, as discussed last week, is I'd like to before. say to somebody, go, them for the girl hi yeah that's brilliant do you know what first we can come over and have a little chat with you at your house and have a look at your house and then for a first quote it costs 200 quid or whatever because we've got to do some surveys brilliant no she sent me a nice long email Cheers. Uh, so, so that's happened to me this morning. Yeah, about that thing about how giving putting energy back on the grid is getting kind of revoked. So if you solar power your house in the UK, like at the moment you can kind of get paid by the energy companies if you're putting energy yeah. back on and they're changing that. I don't know what is behind that. That seems Just pretty offensive. behaviour. <laughs> it's like a lot so, of bleeping this week. It's just, uh, it's just no surprises there from our glorious government. So, <laughs> oh, running, you're, you're still doing stuff. You're still doing awful stuff. Cool. <laughs> you're still shit. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> so one good incentive. Just let's remove incentives for being more ecologically uh, motivated. Let's do that. Cool. <laughs> How about you, Michael? I've got some good news. Oh, thank goodness for that. This week, I have broken 1,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Wow, does that mean you get a proper URL? That means I can um, monetize if I want. Now I can decide not to monetize my videos again. Um, So since they they introduced the pay thing on Google, I think they kind of overhauled their, like, partnership stuff and so you've got to have had 4,000 hours of viewing and over a thousand subscribers to be eligible which is a bit annoying because I used to be able to but it's taken me a few months what what tipped me over was a video by a guy called Martin Keary right who's a name you may have heard because I, I discovered one of his videos on YouTube and as he was talking well, first I noticed he was using the Ubuntu font. Then just the way he was talking about a couple of things, his examples had some slightly spurious Ubuntu examples, <laughs> I thought. And then he'd sort of also talked about moving to London as a designer. And I was like, I think he uh, worked at Canonical, didn't he? <laughs> so I tracked him down and on LinkedIn and sort of we exchanged some messages. And he's, you know, he'd had a listen to the podcast, said uh, he sort of sounded like he shared some of our values. And, um, yeah, he sort of featured me in one of his... He's got, like, 50,000 subs on his channel. Um, mm. So he uh, he sort of mentioned me, like, called me out in one of his videos. So that just gave me the last 100-odd that I needed. And now I'm over 1,000 at last. So one of my little questions that, you know, I've mentioned maybe my new tab in Chrome that I made, which was what are my goals. One of them has been, is YouTube paying you anything yet? And finally, I can say... Yes. Excellent. Very good. 
And what does what's his videos about? His videos what about are... like musical, pretty like music stuff. He's very good. He's got some. It's uh, Tanta Cruel. I'll link to it. Obviously, it's some pretty. I mean, <laughs> the video that he linked to me in was called "What Is Aleatoric Music." <laughs> talk, talk about a niche. Yeah, the thing that drew me to him was he'd done sort of a teardown of the user interface of a program called Propellerhead Reason, which I've, I've got issues with the UX of a lot of music software for different reasons, and I was just quite happy to see someone do a proper analysis of a piece of music software that I've, I'm very familiar with and I, I'm sort of glad, I've sort of touched on it in blog posts and little videos of my own in the past but seeing someone doing a really good job of it, writing a good thing, having jokes in there, he just does good videos I actually ended up putting on the telly in the front room and so my dad and stepmom and sister were in there, all felt a bit out of our depth when he started sort of talking about the theory stuff but he sort of illustrated it well but it's more like that thing of when someone is interested in something and has gone deep and it brings you into it, it almost if you weren't interested in it in the first place, it gets you interested in it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. he's, he's got a really good channel like that um, and I was grateful for the, for the shout-up. I'm sure a negative person would say, ooh, big deal. A negative person would say, only a thousand subscribers. What does that make you every week? Like 10p. Well done. <laughs> Sometimes the worst negative voice is the one in your own brain, isn't it? It is. The most critical is criticism, really. This is criticism, cynicism. Well, you can't, it's impossible not to use the word criticism. And criticism mm. is useful because criticism is one of the tools by which you learn where you're wrong or what you're wrong about or what's wrong with your idea or how it could be better. So, for example, the, my first foray into, come on, Facebook, don't be so dismissive. Yeah. Where, the, where somebody said, can I have a name for a zero-waste company? And he went, a rip-off or whatever it was. And it's that sort of like, whatever topic you choose, the story that they give you is one of no progress or one of no hope or one of how you're going to fail here on the Balkans there is a cultural thing that is very much the way people are like we've bought a house in a beautiful place very close to sea blah, blah, blah. I'm delighted over the mm. moon with what I've serendipitously found and there's a guy that lives at the bottom of our road next door to some friends of ours and he went Oh, so you've got a great view of the supermarket, have you? It's like, A, no. <laughs> We're not that far up the hill. B, so what? And C, you know, the correct response is, oh, that's great, congratulations. <laughs> Wonderful to have some new people move into the village. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Well, Why do you have to shit on my house before you've even said hello to me? Well, you know that the, the, the person that I am, I am that person that we're talking about. I, you are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I have been. You I can was, be. I, I have. I, I was, at least until my 30s, criticism, finding the negative was a reflex. Yeah. Right. It was my default position. I do it in a funny way, but... I wasn't going to say anything good about anything. No. I was going to say, so I might make you laugh with my criticism of something, but people get sick of it. People have had enough of it. I have, I have to hold my hands up and say, that has been me. 
I don't think it's me anymore. I put a lot of effort into that not being me anymore. My cousin does do this. Like He comes into this village, he stays in my house, and then he goes, oh, did you hear this story about this person that did this? I'm like, I don't have, that is not my experience of that person. Somebody in the village that you don't know has told you a negative story about somebody, so that's the one you're going to tell me instead of the three positive stories I'm going to tell you about mm. that same person. What yeah. is it about that? And it does irritate me. <laughs> it's mm. not the one. And it, I, I discuss this with his daughter, and she's like, yeah, it's a bit like that. And it's like this sort of like so much easier to believe the negative. I think it's because it's, there's an absence of hope. If I believe that things are bad, then I won't be disappointed. Mm. There is a touch of that sort of like, oh, yeah, well, I've seen how this film ends. Blah, blah, blah. But I think that the... Um, I think on the humour side, all my teenage years into my 20s was all about the way I got my laughs was by finding fault. Mm. It's much easier. But why is that, It's a, Because, well, I think, <laughs> well, like evolutionarily speaking, we take yes. this back to evolutionary psychology. Like it's um, obviously, the, the, and we've mentioned it, it's more important to notice the dangers. Yeah, true. Stuff that's working doesn't get much consciousness so if you are if you are you know if you're smart then you're more effective at finding fault with just about anything i think i think that's the reason but criticism yeah criticism is poisonous like yeah, here's the reasons that i do just call someone a negative person rather than a realistic person being critical is a choice at a certain point you can really start bending over backwards to find the problems or looking further and further away from your direct experience for evidence of why you feel bad. I had a kind of row in a pub with someone quite recently who was definitely just a kind of in relentlessly negative person. You can just see that he's unhappy in his life, but the way that he's justifying it is, we're at war. There are problems in the world. There are terrible things happening all the time. And I'm sort of arguing the kind of, um, well, no, I mean, yes, but you're not getting drafted right now like we are at, i know there's still things happening but the, the human race in terms of violence is doing better than it ever has and he was like you know he just starts really kind of laying into how stupid and boring i am <laughs> like, and i all I, and i'm like i know that i would rather have a conversation with him about why he's sad than the reasons that he feels like are big enough that would be that he's he's sort of having to look further away if you are just looking for negatives you can find it if you keep looking yeah but it's it's a poison at a certain point but that, i mean there's two things there one is you, you feel a certain way, so you look for evidence for it. Whereas the other one is the survival thing of being in the habit of... I, I, I think it all comes from you feel bad. You look for reasons that you feel bad, and then that tends to make you continue to feel bad. The evolutionarily speaking thing, mm. I'd not thought of at all. Mm. Don't know why. And actually, from a point of view of risk analysis and survival, you do need to be able to find quite quickly what's wrong with something yeah. why this isn't going to work whatever so that's cool and i can see that as a valuable skill yeah. i think the problem is that the the opposite side you know what then what you said was like about you know the fact that we you're you're alive today means that you and your ancestors have actually been quite good at that mm. <laughs> so you've got to where you are you're quite smart you're going to continue to survive so you're going to be quite good at looking at all the problems 
which of course is why I'm trying to decide whether I want to be in the country on the 29th of March or outside the country on the 29th. Do I want to be outside looking in or inside looking out? Anyway, I think what's happened is now that the cleverness aspect has been celebrated to a point of ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be a restaurant critic and you can destroy a business. You can celebrate how cleverly you destroy somebody's idea. And it's no longer a valuable addition to help them find fault and improve. Mm. It it is a power, a look at me, I can slay your idea with with my pen. I can kill your business, I can destroy your life's work, I can do whatever, I just buy shitting all over it. One could argue in the context of, you know, music and film criticism i mean bearing in mind i try i actively avoid watching anything that gets less than a 7.2 on imdb <laughs> so i'm not i want i want the view side note um, we watched something side, side note, note we watched something that had like 5.8 or 6 or something but it sounded like an interesting oh, yeah. premise and we watched it it was good it was so it's not always yeah, right I mean, <laughs> No, we've we've softened our criteria m- mostly because we're in more because <laughs> we've got a child watch more telly anyway. But you know, so so I I totally understand the fact that you know if somebody warns you that a book is rubbish or a film is rubbish or a restaurant is rubbish, it saves you the bother of going there. But and that's okay, fine. That provides a service. But what about that restaurant? Why has it become more acceptable? And obviously, I'm this is my example because no. of restaurants biting. Yeah. But you know, why has it become more acceptable? to run to TripAdvisor and slag off a restaurant than to simply say, excuse me, my meal's cold. Mm. Could you please cook it again? Or excuse me, I've been waiting for half an hour. Where's my food? You know, whatever it is, rather than go on to TripAdvisor. I mean, well, it's not, it's not that it's more acceptable. It's that it's easier than having to actually confront another person. Yeah. But then... Yeah, then we're back to that same whole wider trolls exist. <laughs> so, so there's this, so there's that easier bit. Okay, I'm trying to trying to break this down into yeah. something a bit more. I sort of want to find a scenario where that negative criticism is useful, but it has to be delivered in a useful way. Well, here's a thing I've written down. So we all talk about constructive criticism, and I that's not necessarily something I believe in. Like sometimes it's more important to encourage something without pointing out its weaknesses because the creator it's more important to keep the creator motivated and moving forwards yeah. and developing than it is to take the wind out of their sails by saying something that will confirm their underlying belief that they're terrible at this which is you know like every creative person feels like they're terrible at what they're doing so if you just give someone evidence for that and they've got thin skins and I'm definitely one of those people with thin skins like criticism is 99% of the time not going to help me. It's just going to shut me down. So I think we should talk about responsible criticism, which is like actually thinking about how it is going to affect things. So before you go and kind of write that review that what's the effect of that is probably to undermine this business. You're going to maybe hurt this business. Is that what you want? Or do you just want your food to be better? Better. Could you change this 
more effectively just by talking to the person. Same with, um, like, if it's someone's music making, like, maybe if they send you two or three things and they all suffer from a particular pattern of something that doesn't look like they're improving on, then then you kind of go, well, maybe you should try and, you know, come this way. And with children, I just think it's really important always to be very mindful of the effects of your criticism. I think the word consequences is is interesting again. I've been reading this book called something like Gentle Discipline or Mm -hmm. something. My daughter's nearly four and she's very much into this. No, I don't want to do that. But why don't you want to do that? Because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's lots of misbehaving. That is, I don't think it's always misbehaving. It's just testing and working things out, blah, blah, blah. And I, I want her to try stuff without hurting herself. Mm-hmm. There are massive consequences to just going, no. you said was about the sort of creative person or Mm. the creative brain there is a difference between watch it that bridge you've built is broken you're going to fall into the river yeah stop stop you're going to die because you want them to go into flight or fight and you want them to go narrow thinking survive survive get away versus you know the way you're building this tower have you thought about the fact that if you keep building it that you know, I don't know, there's like, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen if we keep adding things onto this tower? Oh, it fell over. Maybe we need to do it differently because we still, mm. you know, we don't want to put them off. We don't want to scare them. We don't want to feel, we don't want that little voice coming to you in the supermarket going, mommy, don't tell them I was naughty. We don't <laughs> want that thinking. We want you to keep playing, but we, you know, there's a few things you might want to think about that will make your play more productive or more successful or you mm. might achieve more things. And it's that sort of, you know, throwing a bag of sugar around in the supermarket is neither productive nor useful. And, it, you know, it's, now you see what happens when you do that. Let's not do that again. Mm. But climbing up things in the garden, you know, let's have a look at tugging on a rope first before you start climbing to find out if it's safe. You know, you don't know what I mean? It's like, uh, I've obviously been spending a lot of time with my child um, (laughs) and she's quite interesting at the moment because there's lots of things she can do and she's getting very... The confidence with which she draws these really funny faces. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. I don't draw with that confidence. I don't understand what kills that confidence in you. Mm. Where she'll literally, you know, draw a massive head eyes eyelashes always three massively long mm. eyelashes and she does it with such flourish <laughs> and then she signs her name <laughs> they nice. are, you know you can imagine what they look like but she <laughs> just there's no hesitation yeah there's no that's wrong yes. and there's certain you know, areas I mean, where that's absolutely the right absolutely attitude. it's not about being wrong it's not about criticizing it's not about pointing out the problems with something it's about encouraging a sort of expansive creative behavior <laughs> My dad, not to keep bringing, I was it was just Christmas. Um, my a couple, we were in a room, and my two-year-old niece was trying to get people to do things, and a couple of people were like, "Oh, she's being very bossy," and I was like, "Okay, I mean, you're not 
<laughs> so I kind of come in with it. Okay, well, I've heard you're not meant to say bossy to little girls because I was like, what, 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 what? And, um, well, apparently um, you wouldn't say it to a little a little boy. But I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I would say it to a little boy that was being bossy. And I'm like, okay, okay. I obviously <laughs> said that the wrong way in the way that... And then my dad, at every subsequent opportunity to describe my niece, seems to use the word bossy. Bossy, yeah. And then, like, a different synonym for it to try and show that he's... Like, it's like, obviously I did that wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's yeah. maybe a, a defence about admitting when you're wrong, but that maybe that's... Maybe I'm a negative... Maybe I'm the negative person saying that... Criticising there, like... But I'm just like, OK, well, I can't really let this lie. I can't really... It's not... I, I've got to kind of fight the fight, be this... So Social justice warrior in this situation. Okay, <laughs> here I come. It wasn't the only time this weekend. Like, yeah, you know, a couple of people in the family were starting to sort of tell these stories about how awful poor people's houses, how awful poor people are, kind of thing. Like, one's a plumber, one's a builder. Describing these experiences, like, fine. But I just, you know, it kind of got to the point where I just had to say, look, can we? I know this is a killjoy thing. I'm not trying to be like a buzzkill on this, but. You've got to look at it. Not it's not. You can't blame the person for the state they're in. Like you can't blame someone that has no other options for giving up. That you can't. You can't blame people for their own poverty. Well, yeah, I mean, people can still be bad people and poor. Yes, of course. But you know, to come in, it's almost like am I the negative person in that situation for just making people trying to get yeah. people to kind of like stop and get out of those. Um, things even though i'm you know they've seen more of that than i've seen so who am i you know but i i for my ability to see a way of positively improving the world i kind of do need to like stop people in their tracks of how they're thinking about things if i can and i you know yeah but i think i think this is an interesting vein that we need to tap so let if we don't think about it in terms of dealing with other people who are negative and coming up with negative ideas all the time, la, la, la. Mm. Let's think about how to be... How, what, are the, what are the constructive ways of giving positive feedback that, that are Britishly, culturally acceptable? <laughs> and you go, hey, you know, like, in a, in a, like, what is the English version? Or, oh, my God, your project is awesome yeah, when well. it clearly isn't it's just good and it looks great and i'd like to see more um i love what how many how many <laughs> layers of bread do you have to put around your shit sandwich for it to, like <laughs> how many bits of salad and things do you, i'm like i didn't even put what i don't ever put even one thing in i don't even embellish it i just kind of go straight to the nub all the time and obviously that doesn't work like, or it just makes it a bit more of a thinker for the other person, and maybe eventually, you know, they'll realise it for themselves. And maybe that's all I can do is just throw that seed in and, and just kind of stand back and go, well, that's that next 20 minutes ruined. Choosing what to say that's good about a thing is actually quite hard. In order to sound clever about a positive bit of feedback... You need to know more about the subject. Mm -hmm. So let's say I've listened to a piece of music, pick on music. Okay. I can go like, let, let's take music of which I'm not terribly, I'm not terribly knowledgeable. I, you know, I like listening to it and I'll kind of go, oh, I should, you should listen to this. I really like it. 
or you should listen to this my friend made it but I can't, that's about where I'm that's about my limits I can't go oh you should listen to this it's got this really ace guitar bit (laughs) (laughs) or the production values of this are amazing or whatever you're supposed to say this is a wonderful example of the aleatoric principle (laughs) exactly you know it's it's very easy we're all trained and we all know how to pick holes in things because it's usually quite fundamental i don't like this or you know it's a bit rubbish the way they've done such and such but actually to say something and i do think it's about i think a lot of this being positive about something boils down to feeling clever or feeling certainly for me you know, I don't want to sound—I don't want to sound too naive, and I don't want to sound too kind of like, "Hey, this is amazing," because that's not—that's not a, you know, that is. It's not how you roll. It's not how I roll, and people <laughs> are going to say, "Oh, look at her." She, I mean, I some, one of my concerns about our podcast is that listening to it is, I think, you know, like it—it it, it shows our sort of positive. You know, we're not sitting here slagging off the world, and yeah. it's like, it's like. You know, are we just coming across as sort of like naive idiots? (laughs) Actually, people, it takes a lot of effort to be to come across, try to be positive about all these things. So it's like it's just so much harder to go. Hey, you should go to this restaurant. You know, the food's not amazing, but it's a brilliant night out. Do you? Would you ever say that? I don't know. Is that what you say? This episode is about dealing with negative people more than how not to be a negative oh, yeah. person. So, oh shit! What do we do? <laughs> what do we do when we come up against someone? What what is what is that like a negative person? It's like I mean, if I'm totally honest, how to deal with negative people? My, I don't know that I've got much better than just ignore them, get get them out of your life. Yeah. That's my problem. Okay, there's negative people who are in your life and who are personal to you, who just you know are toxic, not adding any value. I think that's just, that's that's not entirely this the topics of this podcast. Mm. You know, that's more. That's not about what I'm thinking specific- about either. I'm thinking about work as well. Like when yeah, someone's like- just a problem, it's just like okay, right off, just work around. You know, <laughs> there's got to be a better way. In, in our world of, you know, trying to do good things, little small good things all the time or more and more or every day or whatever it is, like, n- we can't, we simply can't let those voices be louder than ours. Right. I think that's the problem. It's like, and that, you know, in a, in a work environment, it's okay to say, like, let's say you've got that person who's like, I mean, I've had to deal with people like this as a manager, uh, as discussed in the uh, episode before last. <laughs> it's, uh, I've even, like, gone into a room with somebody and just gone, look, <laughs> I need... It possibly wasn't in the textbooks. It's like, I need you to sort your shit out because <laughs> you walk in here every day looking like, you know, like you're late, you show no respect to your colleagues, you never have anything positive to say i don't know where it comes from but i think you're clever enough to be better than this it's exhausting working with you nobody wants to work with you you know deal with it or go work somewhere else Mm. or do something else but i don't think i even said go and work somebody somewhere else i was like you're 
good at what you do you are clever creative be more creative in how you work with the rest of us and show us some respect because as it stands you're just not and and then he he wanted to respond I was like no no I'm talking you're listening Mm -hmm. and then you can go and think about what I've said but I'm not having a discussion this is just what yeah. I'm going to say and and I think perhaps that wasn't in the textbook and if he was a different person they they probably probably could have gone and complained about me or something mm. but it's like did it work it worked mm. I judged and our, and our working relationship improved massively after that wow. because I wasn't tolerating his I couldn't I did I did read it based on his personality and his and his cultural background that I could I could, I could do that and I wasn't going to have some you know some snowflakes snowflaking at me it's like it's like look but but uh and it was only five or ten minutes but it made a big difference and I think you have to be able to say look it's not personal it's not I don't dislike you I don't know it's, or you don't even need to say those sorts of things it's like okay great I've heard you what what shall we do about it what would you do about it what would you like me to do about it because these are our choices we ignore yes observe noted you mm. think that's rubbish great noted we can ignore you we can note it we can do something about it what do you want to do about it congratulations for identifying mm. a flaw you can't you ha- i think you do have to confront it and that doesn't have to be aggressive doesn't yeah. have to be you know confrontation is another word that english people particularly i think can't deal with having a robust disagreement with somebody is something that really the british are worst at you know it's like there's nothing wrong like in the same way i'm never going to realize i'm wrong unless we have an open honest conversation about stuff and i think that's why when i've been doing this interneting (laughs) it's just like yeah great now what Brilliant. Well done you for pointing out something more that's rubbish. So mm. like there was a recent one on Twitter where somebody went, oh, hey, Norway are banning traffic from the centre of Oslo and they're going to turn all the roads into bike lanes and plant flowers in the parking spots. Mm. What a lovely idea. Mm. And then this other guy comes in going, yeah, but their CO2 emissions have gone up X amount by... I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, sounds like they're not ignoring it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I'm not sure pollution in, in Oslo is their main source of... Uh, CO2 emissions then somebody else came in and went actually you know Oslo blah blah because and he said source I live in Oslo and then so then the same guy goes yeah and then they make all their money out of you know there was this Twitter conversation where Mm. AI learned a lot about Norway (laughs) (laughs) but the fact that for example they have a hundred percent sales tax on normal vehicles but no sale tax or very reduced sales tax on electric vehicles Mm. They're, they're doing more but there is this problematic fact that they live from oil expo- yeah, yeah, yeah. exports. So. But, you know, it's like, I think not not ignoring a problem should be celebrated. You know, brilliant, Norway, you're doing something great. Mm. Now, let's have a little word about your oil exports. <laughs> well, so you can, so there's criticism of, uh, here's a situation and, and there's bringing a solution, but then there's... Um, criticism of solutions because they are not perfect is the sort yeah. of thing that we i think that's the thing we're talking about here isn't it yeah 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 people yeah. who will criticize imperfection even if it's movement positive in a positive direction they'll still criticize it for not being perfect and yeah. that 
that is then like all or nothing depressive thinking that how do you how do you how was that how did that last one go in the end with oh the, he just kept he didn't he, we just was unrepentant it, well, it wasn't that he was unrepented, but it just kept going. So instead of it being a slam, mm. like Norway, whatever, it just ended up, we just kept the conversation going and added in more facts, mm. <laughs> more, you know, like, okay, valid, but actually it does quite a lot. And it shows an example. Everybody always, I think everybody dismisses far too easily the idea of positive examples you know, the mm. fair phone is not a perfect phone, mm. but it does so much positive. Um, mm. You know, there's that toilet paper supplier that uh, who gives a crap if you mm. come across them. Yeah, and they yeah. sort of ship everything. It's wrapped in paper and it's paper, um, you know, and it's and it sort of, and then there's this whole, yeah, but where does it come from? I think it's ch- shipped from China. Yeah. It's like, I get it. But it's an example which shows that consumers are interested and can be interested in different products. So, you know, it's not perfect, but what is? really easy way to stay alone is to be critical of other people with whom you might have a relationship so dating it's very if you are habitually critical then there's no one you're ever going to meet that there isn't something wrong with but you know what then happens you're just not going to have anyone so (laughs) just you kind of have to accept that (laughs) no one's perfect and instead of looking for the problems with anyone that you meet, you know, celebrate the things that you do have in common. I think that's good advice for everything. I isn't think it? that's good advice. I mean, I, I think that you know, obviously Nick is perfect. Okay, as is Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, but yeah, it's that kind of thing where there, there is a bit of that. Oh, you know, when people go, oh, he always does this. I was like, yeah, but. Remember, he does all these other things that are really cool. So start, you know, like, this is not specific. I'm just, you know, like sitting in those girlfriends, having a coffee in the, like, in the movies or wine. It's with your friends as well, you know, on the subject that you may be the person that can often uh, find fault in things. Mm. That's something that I actually enjoy about you now. You know, it's like there may be a couple of times where you might take the wind out of my sails occasionally, mm. but most of the time I'm coming to you because I know you will find fault. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And it's useful. You know, it's because I don't I know also and that is the difference with people you're in a relationship with versus strangers that you can kind of go you trust them that they're not doing it to harm you. Yeah. They're doing it to improve it's like, you know, I will ask Nick if an outfit looks okay yeah. because I trust him to go mm. <laughs> I might go what do you mean <laughs> what's wrong with it what you're saying because he usually goes can you do something with your hair <laughs> <I'm> like, no <laughs> here's the here's the thing with like a negative person if you are going to get through to someone that really is unrepentantly or just doesn't hasn't quite noticed that they're doing this 
there's going to be emotional repercussions right like you can't it's just it is an emotional emotionally driven thing in the first place so I am very grateful to a, a sort of gut person I was working with for a bit who when I was under stress I you know we kind of got this thing delivered but then as I was um as we kind of got through the the hump he sort of sent me a message saying can you apologize to the PM for snapping out and oh my goodness was my reaction defensive <laughs> I had to like pack up storm out go home sob if I've if this is the level at which I have been affecting people if I've been affecting people with things like that then I have got such a volume of terrible things to atone for that I can't even deal with it it just has to be processed there's a lot to process so I think what you did was right sit someone down in a room don't let them get into defensive mode, but also don't you know, let them take it away and deal with the with the fallout of having to yeah. kind of realise that on their own time. Hopefully next time they come back, they will be able to have adjusted their behaviour a bit and kind of go through with it. Them emotions. Emotions are tough. How's our uh, done good then? Um, looking at the scoreboard, I see you've got six um, and I've got five. So, I mean, if we, for me, I've got my donation. I've got, I did put a few hours into my video, my project of let's make the world see things. And, and I, I kind of gave myself two points for Christmas stuff, even though it's like socially mandated, think about other people. I, I don't know. What do you think? What, what do you mean by Christmas stuff? Like just Maybe having to kind of think about deal with it. having this, getting <laughs> presents and thinking and worrying and stressing about what I'm going to do. That's going to, uh, is it going to even be possible to do? And even though I didn't, did a kind of, I don't, I didn't do a good job this year at all. Partly because I've not really had enough spare attention to know what my family is really up to anymore. Like, and, and that goes both ways as well. But. Um, you know, they could just listen to the podcast, bastards. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I had like seven... T I noticed I had suddenly like 17 people, names on a list of people that I was immediately going to have to think about, um, just with all the partners and the children, and, and I had just left it too late. So I gave myself two points for dealing with that, but I'm inclined to give myself one more because I, I really did find the kind of being at home and because I could have gone to Milan and just hung out with Sharon's family and that would have been much more relaxing <laughs> so I did go home for my family's benefit ultimately more than my own and it it wasn't terrible but I find it hard so and it wasn't for me so I don't know what you so, think about points so for I that. think giving having a point for doing something that was hard but was going to keep like a group of people happy. Mm. I think you should call that out separately though, not under okay. Christmas stuff. Christmas stuff's a bit vague. I think it you is. can have a point you can have a point combined with your Christmas stuff so in addition to your to you for Christmas stuff, but call it I think it's just being kind. You know, it's yeah. like it's not it's not being self it's the opposite of being selfish, isn't it? The selfish thing would have been to yeah, run it's, away. It's it's like I did I it really was like not for my benefit. <laughs> I mean a little bit. I you know, obviously I got some I met my nephew, I, I there was some moments that were wonderful. 
but a lot of it was just very hard <laughs> well no okay i'll give you if, mm. and if you have that point then we're evens which i think is a nice way to end the year okay or start the year whatever yeah. episode this is <laughs> mm. this is like a bit in but yeah we're recording this on the 28th right i think it'd be nice to end on a st- even stevens because i'd like i've got some more ideas for what we could do for this app. <laughs> so I'd, I'd like another participant or two yeah. um i see so, all you know, of yours are about picking up rubbish yeah, I just picked up. It's the easiest thing I can do at the mm. moment. I mean, I, I, well, yeah, I, you know, I could give myself a point for not me and Nick, but not buying each other Christmas presents because we don't mm. enter into that. But we've never done that, so it's not a new mm. thing. So you know, I'm perfectly happy with this. But it's things like on my, on my, I went for a run in a storm, <laughs> so I got very wet, <laughs> and there were loads of massive lumps of polystyrene on the beach. So mm. I collected them up and took them to the bin, and then I did as my call down. I've just stopped. What, what's happened to me in the last few weeks since we've been doing this is that instead of walking past rubbish going rubbish I just pick it up thanks for listening thank you for listening if you like the podcast go to grandpodcast.com and um, you can subscribe there. There's a big orange button that if you're not already subscribed, please subscribe and then it'll download and tell you when it's subscribed. Uh, where can people find you, Ivanka? You can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. You can find me at michaelforestmusic.com or music is made by my brain and fingers and vocal accessories. I think I should say that. Okay. Michael makes all the brilliant music on this podcast. <laughs> well, that's nicer because then I get to feel like that's a contribution. Yeah. So you don't have to be like feeling self-conscious about <laughs> saying, "Listen to my brilliant music." Yeah. The music, the musical interludes on this podcast are all excellent. I think you'll agree, and well chosen and well written by Michael Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, happy new year again for uh, yeah last week, and um, thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, oh, you can also review and shit. But oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah, do reviews. But needy. we'll let you off this week. Because, <laughs> All right. uh, okay, let's <laughs> surprise us. Now we let Ivanka <laughs> return to her family as she has been away from them for extra time. Bye.